Happy Monday and welcome to the Creative Grace Podcast. Thank you for popping in. So today's episode, I am sharing a conversation that I had with Nicole and we talk all about the importance of creating multiple streams of income. So if you're looking to either create a passive form of income or active form of income, this episode is for you. So without further ado, let's get right to the episode. Hello and welcome to the Creative Grace Podcast with your host, Anna. Each week, I will be bringing out entrepreneurs who have inspired me to help you run a successful and thriving business. Ready to embrace both the mess and success? Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Nicole, it's so good to have you on the podcast today. And today we're going to be talking all about just multiple streams of income and the importance behind it. So go ahead, Nicole, and just introduce yourself to the listeners. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Anna. Um, I'm super excited. So I'll just go ahead and dive right in. Um, My name is Nicole, obviously. And wow, an introduction is always hard for me because I never know which hat I want to talk about first. Um, But I think that's always kind of something that's exciting, right? You can have a lot of different things that you do. And um, all of these different things kind of make up who you are as a person. So I guess, you know, one of my main passions is finance. Um, And it just like you said, having multiple streams of income in doing so I um, add to those streams of income with photography and real estate and a little bit of um, investment property as well. So that's kind of what I do. Um, As far as my background, I did go to college. I have a degree that I've never used in my life. Um, so after college, I went full time with wedding photography. Um, I worked a nine to five for a couple of years, decided that wasn't for me. Um, and then just kind of started growing these different, uh, income streams that I'm going to talk about a little bit later here. So yeah, that's, that's kind of me. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs are super multi-passionate and sometimes we get down on it because we don't, we think that we have to narrow it down to one thing, but there's a lot of good that comes out when you can open up your wings and try new things and do different things and be multi-passionate. Absolutely. And just like you said, I feel like, you know, we get down on ourselves sometimes for having multiple passions because I feel like in society, Um, You know, when we explore these different avenues of passions, it can sometimes look like, well, they're just kind of flaky or they're all over the place. Um, And it almost has a negative connotation sometimes when really, you know, we just have a lot of things going on in our minds and we want to explore these different avenues and, and see where they lead. And it's okay if, you know, they don't always turn into something, but, you know, I, I, I feel what you're saying about it's it's easy to get down on yourself sometimes about having all of these different avenues. Yes, 100%. Now, how many streams of income do you have? Um, so I'm actually going to break down my streams of income into active and passive just to kind of get a better idea for each one. So in terms of my active streams of income, I have my photography. Um, I have my real estate. I am a um, realtor in the state of Michigan. Um, And then I also have a short-term rental. I manage an Airbnb. I don't own the property, but I manage it. Um, And I do call that one active because that takes a lot of, um, 
a lot of managing day in and day out. So those are my three active streams of income. And then I'm going to move over to passive. And I actually have a long-term um, rental income that I, I like to call this one passive because I just kind of, it's a front-loaded um, work, I guess. I found renters, got them in, got a contract set up, all of those types of things. And really there isn't anything that I have to do except for check in with them once a month from there. So that's a passive one. And um, I do actually own that, that home as well. Um, and then my other passive income is dividends from um, stocks that I invest in. Certain ones that uh, I do, they offer dividends, um, which is something that we can go into down the road, but that's another form of um, passive income. That's awesome. And I'm sure you didn't start off with all of those. And I'm sure that over time, they just you had one go right after another. You know, you started different things. Um, so how many would you would you recommend? Because I know they always say like um, the average millionaire has like seven streams of income or something. like. That. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it's hard to to recommend a number, right? Only because it kind of has to exactly like what you said, they kind of all start to build on each other. Um, so I didn't just like wake up one day and I was like, I am going to get six streams of income. They just kind of started building um, on one another. Um, so I've known from a young age that I wanted to retire before society's age um, that they say we should all retire at. So I knew that I wanted to work to to build and save my money and eventually have it work for me later on. So I knew that in order to do so, I wanted to start building um, income that would be passive and would start to come in on its own without me having to do too much. Um, my husband and I call it mailbox money. I think a lot of other people have referred to it as that as well. Um, but that's something that I've been trying to work on for a long time. So it always started with active income. And then I took that savings, um, invested the savings from my active income to help um, make some passive income streams, if that makes sense. Yes. No, I love that. I am very not familiar with stocks and everything. They kind of intimidate me. I want to get more into it. Um, how, what would you say to the listener that like doesn't know where to start? Where should they start when it comes to just investing their money? Yeah. So first of all, stocks are they can be very intimidating they were intimidating for me as well um so just because i said you know i was interested in saving and investing and things like that i didn't know what that meant at the time i just knew that i wanted to save my money and grow it in the future but i literally started with envelopes in my sock drawer um now no one come to my house i don't have envelopes full of money in my sock drawer anymore i have everything you know in a bank account and a uh you know trading account whatever but um i i guess what i would say is that you kind of just have to figure out where your money is coming from so i would always tell everyone that when you're looking to to save and invest start with a budget figure out how much money you're bringing in where your money's going each month and it really gives you a better idea of what money you have left that you might be able to um, save at the end of each month. From there, you can kind of start to learn a little bit more about different types of 
um, ways that you can invest your money. But really that first step, if someone wants to invest, I think everyone first needs to sit down and just take a look at their finances, see what they bring in and what they send out each month um, when it comes to bills and things like that. For sure. For sure. And I've heard too, like, and I know um, from my own like experience and stuff that investing doesn't always have to have to mean like in, um, I guess, the stock market. It can mean things like a Airbnb, investing in something like that or investing in a new business or something like that as well. Absolutely. So you've probably heard before, you know, a big finance term is diversification. And I strongly believe in that as well. So just, you know, diversifying just kind of for me, it means that I like to spread my money out um, in different things so that if one thing goes wrong, it's not I don't have all my eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. So just like you said, investing doesn't have to be in the stock market. You can be investing in yourself. Maybe that means, you know, you're investing in your future by um, getting a certification taking a course, you know, a rental property, things like that. So there's a bunch of different ways that you can invest and it doesn't always have to be in the stock market, which, you know, is something that I find that's really cool about um, finance is it doesn't always have to mean the stock market. I know a lot of people that are successful with having passive income do, th do so through um, rental properties, real estate investing, things like that as well. For sure. And do you ever feel like you're spreading yourself too thin when you have like multiple different streams of income and different things that you're doing? Because I know um, last year I had five different streams of income and I was really feeling overwhelmed. And now I only have like two or three um, and it makes me feel a little bit less overwhelmed. But I know in the future I do want to do like Airbnb and stuff like that down the road. Um, just right now, I just want to focus in on a few things. Yeah, absolutely. So to answer your question, um, I do feel overwhelmed sometimes. Um, and I think especially for me, um, being a photographer and a real estate agent, you know, both of those being my active incomes, things that I have to continuously work on and work for, um, those are both kind of, I don't want to say seasonal, but they tend to heat up a lot of times in the warmer months, especially living in Michigan. So yeah, my busier times kind of coincide with each other and that always makes for a stressful um, couple of months. So I guess what I have to say on that is you really just have to find something that works for you. Um, I know how stressful these active streams of income have gotten for me. So it always just makes me want to focus more on my passive income. Um, in doing so, I know that I can get through these stressful times but in the future, maybe that, you know, looks like me changing how I manage these streams of income. For example, um, if I get too stressed out or I feel like it's not working for me anymore, maybe I hire a property manager for my long term um, rental property in the future. You know, there's different things that you can do to get help from other people so that it's just not solely you managing all these things anymore. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'd say, you know, it's always situational based. It has to work for you. You don't want to be <laughs> stressed out all the time. You want to still have time for yourself. You know, I think one of the biggest misconceptions out there is if you're, you know, working for yourself, oh, you have all this free time because it's all on your own time. But, you know, there's always a lot of things 
that uh, there's no one else to to pass it off to when you're working for yourself and when you're coming up with all of this on your own. So. Yeah, and I think another thing that plays an effect is like your real estate and photography, your clients can text you anytime. And that's a huge thing where you're not working nine to five. You traded that for 24 seven almost. <laughs> but those boundaries for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I struggle to set those boundaries. I've, I've tried to get better, but I know, you know, everyone has a different, a different schedule and things like that. So I find myself emailing people back at eight o'clock at night sometimes. And I have to remember, wait a minute, I don't want to set this standard because if I'm emailing them at this time, that means that they can email me at that time. And that's something that just like you said, you have to set those boundaries for yourself so that you do have some time to shut off and be like, okay, this is my off time. You know, even if you work from home every day, treat it as if you have office hours. Yeah, for sure. Now let's go ahead and dive more into like passive income and mm -hmm. go ahead and just tell me all you know about passive income, how people can create more passive income um, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think what's cool about passive income is social media has become so much bigger these past couple of years, as I think everybody could agree with. And again, social media a lot of times can come with a negative connotation. You know, we all know that comparing yourself to other people can sometimes be hard, things like that. But I think what's not talked about enough is that social media for a lot of people who create content can also be a great way to make income on the side through a lot of different avenues. Um, so I feel like my case is a little bit different because if you look at my different income streams, I'm not necessarily sure they're correlated in any way, but I do know a lot of people that create content, um, how they kind of make their passive income from that is they, they find something that they're passionate about. Um, and then they dive into all of the ways that they can make income from that on the side. So a couple of things that I wanted to talk about, um, and this is kind of a, an interesting case, but I wanted to use kind of a one-off. Um, say someone was into video games and they're playing video games and they are recording themselves on Twitch while they do it, um, which is another you know social media thing you can watch someone on. Um, so maybe now these people are really good at this video game and they make a course on how to be really good at a video game. And now they're making money from people buying a course. Maybe they start a blog to start talking about this. Um, they're already filming what they're doing. So maybe they throw it up on YouTube and make some money that way. Um, so I think there's just a lot to be said about making passive income through social media um, avenues. So I'd say that's a big way that a lot of people make passive income. Yeah. And I also want to touch base, too, is um, all a part of like the social media and stuff like that. I have Amazon affiliate marketing. And so if I recommend a product like, let's say, camera gear to somebody on my social media, if they purchase it, then I get a little bit of a commission. Um, and so recommending products and stuff is also like all a part of like the affiliate marketing and all of that is great, too. Absolutely. And I think there's a lot of things out there just like that, that you don't really know about until you start exploring those different options. Um, so I guess, you know, that would be my biggest thing. Find, find what you are passionate about for someone looking to make passive income. Take something you're already passionate about. Like, don't try to 
go and create a new hobby for yourself that you have no interest in, you know, take something you already like, like you, you're already doing photography. For, so it makes sense for you to, you know, link these products and do some affiliate marketing with Amazon for camera gear because people know and trust you as a photographer. So, you know, really taking something you're already passionate about and just learning smaller ways from there that you can make money doing what you're already doing. Okay, so let's dive into your next passive slash active stream of income, which is Airbnb. Um, the reason why I say it's a little bit of both is because you're not physically there, but you're also trying to manage a little bit of it. Um, so how has Airbnb been? Yeah, for sure. I would agree with the active and passive. Um, kind of like what I had talked about with the long-term rental property is it's a lot of front-loaded work, um, just really getting everything established. So just to give a little more background with the Airbnb, it's in the UP. So just like you said, I'm not actually there. It's five and a half hours away. I am not actively doing anything on site at the Airbnb. Um, that being said, it does create a bit more work just in terms of coordinating cleaning, maintenance, things like that. I'm the one who is in contact with everyone who comes to stay. I message them, leave reviews, things like that. Um, so that's why I'm still calling it active right now. I'd say we've had a few bumps in the road as we get going, but I would like to hope that as things kind of smooth out and we learn a little bit more about what we're doing, it becomes a passive income stream. Um, so something that I will say about that is for the Airbnb, I don't actually rent the prop or I don't actually own the property. Um, I just handle the uh, management of running Airbnb. So I just take a percentage of the income that we make. So that's a little bit different for me, but it, it is really fun for anyone who is looking to um, make some passive income that way. I would say to do your research beforehand about the location. Um, and you can even, you can get in a pretty deep path in Google if you look up best places to Airbnb but it'll take you to some really great sites that will tell you a little bit more about what you're looking for when you are looking for an Airbnb, you know, location and property. But uh, all in all, I would say that is a really good option for some passive income. I actually believe that Airbnb offers where they will manage it for you now, which is really great for anyone who wants to be hands off and does not want to deal with um, the headache of you know, if something happens and they need to get someone in there for maintenance or if something happens with one of the uh, guests, things like that. So that's another really great option. That's really interesting. And I know, you know, you talked a little bit about so you don't actually own the property and you just manage it. Like, how do you go upon doing that? So somebody that's listening can just go on Airbnb and apply and do something like that. Or is there strict um, guidelines? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so um, this actually kind of came about because I know the person who owns this property and we had kind of jokingly talked about me managing it for a while um, because, you know, it's a, a good location. People like going to the Upper Peninsula in Michigan in the summertime and it finally just worked out this spring where they said, you know, go ahead. I'm never there. 
So um, I kind of started doing it that way. You do have to be careful. Um, make sure, again, you do your research because there are some rules and laws and things that go into um, managing properties. So, you know, you want to check with that. But if you own the property and buy the property solely for that purpose, then you're able to manage it on your own. So this is kind of a, an interesting case that I'm in right now. In the future, I would definitely like to um, buy a property specifically to manage it um, for Airbnb. That's interesting. And I know Airbnb also has experiences. So you can yeah. go on the experience page. And if you have experience, like let's say photography or something like that, or you want to teach someone how to rock climb or hike or whatever, you can put your experience on there and then you're able to um, make a little bit of money there. But that obviously is going to be active income, not passive. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so happy you brought that up though, because I have absolutely thought about that before. Um, as you know, you're a photographer as well. And I'm always like, wouldn't it be great to, you know, have an Airbnb host people and then be able to offer them the experience of a photo shoot at this amazing location. So for those of you out there that are looking to um, run an Airbnb and you offer a skill on the side, that is another great option. Like you said, it is active income because that's something additional that you would have to do but um, it would be a really great pairing. Yeah, sure. I wanted to do um, some of the experience type stuff, but we're kind of like in a weird area where we're not like, if, if I was up north a little bit further, I think I could get more out of like the experience type. Um, but you know, there's not a lot of really pretty areas within two hours from my place, so. Yeah, absolutely. And that does kind of go back to you know, you want to look when you're picking your Airbnb location, make sure you do your research ahead of time, because um, in order for it to make uh, income for you, you want to make sure it's in a location that will get rented out all year long. For sure. Okay, so is that the last passive income that you were chatting about? Yes, it is. Okay, awesome. Okay, so I know I'm kind of um, throwing this out there. Uh -huh. um, I did not ask you before, but what is your biggest, I always like to like end the episode with biz, biggest business tip that you would give the listeners. Oh, so what would yours one. be? Wow. Okay. Really throwing this at me here with no prep. Okay. There, <laughs> we're going to, it's going to be a little pause because I just need to think here about what I want to say. <laughs> um, my biggest business tip. I'd say to really think about your why. And I know that may sound cheesy, but without a why, I think it's really easy to get stressed and frustrated when you feel like you're hustling for these things um, and you're really gonna run into burnout quickly. Now, don't get me wrong, I have run into burnout in the past um, with different avenues that I've gone down that we talked about. But I'd say coming back to your why really continues to drive you in um, the path that you're looking to go. So to kind of tell you what I mean, my why, my biggest why is that I want to grow um, my passive income so that I can retire early and be work optional so that I have time to spend with my family my friends and you know doing the things that are important to me in life that's my why and if i continue to remember my why it makes 
working on these income streams easier now and it makes the headaches that I have right now easier to work through because I know that it'll be worth it um, when I do reach my goal that I have set for myself. I love that. And I would say that's one of my biz biggest business tips as well. Because, you know, when you have that why, it makes you just be able to get through the day if you're having a bad day or if you're working with a client that you don't like or something like that. Absolutely. I love it, too. And, you know, they always say money can't buy happiness and they're absolutely correct. But money can buy you time. And that is all that I am looking for. I'm not looking to accumulate money. I'm looking to accumulate time for myself and my family in the future. So, so that's, a, that's a great why. <laughs> so good. And that just goes to show how good of an entrepreneur you are when you have a good why too. It kind of like, it kind of overall shapes um, you as an entrepreneur. So go ahead um, and tell the listeners where they can find you. I know you have quite a bit of pages. I will link them all below as well, but kind of just throw all of your different links. Sure. Yeah. Um, so you can find me mostly on Instagram is where I'm the most active. Like Anna said, she'll link my pages. Um, you can see all my different hats of things that I'm up to. But I'd say the one that I'm really most passionate about is my finance page. Uh, it's at Becoming Wealthy Her um, on Instagram. And on there, you know, in the link in my bio, you can find me on YouTube and TikTok and all those other fun things that I'm trying to get into a little bit more. Um, so for those of you that have heard any of the more finance related things that I've talked about, feel free to follow me there. I talk a lot more about passive income, about investing, budgeting, things like that. And uh, like I said, that's that's really my baby. It all comes back to uh, the finance for me so that I can retire early and, and live the life that I want to before I'm at uh, the retirement age that society sets for us. So good. And I, like I said earlier, I will link that all below, but it was so good to have you on the podcast, Nicole, and I'm excited to have you back. Yeah. Thank you so much, Anna. Thanks for having me. I love everything that you do. And um, I love following along with all of your passions as, as well. It always kind of ignites some, some fire inside of me to see other people pursuing their passion. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. It means the world. If you're enjoying the show, please leave me a five-star review by scrolling down a little bit past the show notes. On top of that, share this episode with a friend who may just need it. 